0: Hey everyone, Ethan here. So before this episode begins, I have a little bit of a disclaimer. So as this episode was going on, I must have bumped a chord or something because for the first 15 minutes, give or take a few, there's a bit of feedback that we get. And I would have re-recorded the episode, but I didn't realize until a couple days after we had recorded this episode, Frank and I. So we're just going to have to deal with it. Sorry about that. I really couldn't find a way around it. I tried to dim it as much as I could, but this was just such a good episode that I didn't want to ditch it. Hey, So I'm really good friends with Frank's girlfriend Sam. Gotten to know her
1: in college, Mm. and she told weird way to phrase that, but okay. Huh? (laughs) Nothing. What? (laughs) Bro, I'm really good friends with Frank's girlfriend. (laughs) 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 wink. All right, dude. No, I
0: I was trying to find a way to transition into the fact that she told me that you were doing a D and D session. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I tell her a lot about my D and D sessions. (laughs) Okay, well that that's what I was.
1: this is a good way to talk and this is kind of how I talk in general okay.
0: All right let's go and it should be should be good in a bit cool. um, I think this is episode 23 I don't know that's a lot of episodes <laughs> yeah we've been going since like July but yeah all right everybody welcome back to another episode of the random banter podcast this is episode 23. As I just said, and I have a very special guest on with me today. We've been trying to get him, well, I've been trying to get him on the podcast <laughs> since like December. It's Mr. Frank
1: from college. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what they call me. Yeah <laughs> Mr. Frank from college. How are you doing, Frank? I'm doing pretty good. That's um, good. Like I was telling you before we started recording, uh, I just got off of doing an interview for a short little documentary i'm working on that's fun yeah it was pretty cool Um, is it a is the documentary like a project for something yeah so uh for our listening audience uh my name's frank as you said i'm also going to west virginia university i'm studying journalism Oop. hello sorry we're recording in here you're good
0: you're good (laughs) <laughs> we had some <laughs> surprise visitors coming to the room where I might keep that in. Yeah, <laughs> I might keep
1: that in. It is so hard to find places to record yeah. anything, especially on like in a college. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I, I was just doing that this interview, so just to pick up where I left off. Um, yeah, studying journalism. Uh, I'm in a class right now about like documentary creating, mm-hmm. and I'm working on a documentary about the campus conceal carry bill that's going on right now oh yeah and it is a pain in the (laughs) getting places (laughs) to record on a campus I ended up just doing the interview like outside the library yeah just in front of it yeah and I was just like okay well if you can hear cars in the background I guess that's just inevitable. I do
0: know that there is a there is a like recording room in towers Mm. like in one of the dorms there's a recording room but other than that like whenever I had to record my um my uh, newscasts for the radio station mm. I literally like put a blanket over myself in my dorm and I was just sitting there with like my little like Yeti USB mic just like saying like good morning WCHN. <laughs> not, not that good like good morning WVU and yeah what, it is
1: I don't know what's is very going on loud. <laughs> it is
0: very loud in this room there's like stuff going on the way it is hot as hell yeah to here. paint
1: the picture for our listening audience we are in a room that's called the slab yes uh it's in the Creative Arts building. It's in the bowels, the deep it's in dark the, bowels. The, the of catacombs <laughs> of the Creative Arts building. And it, it's just like chairs and like wooden boxes with nothing in them. And there's a there's a door that leads
0: nowhere. Yeah, there's just
1: a little like walled and off it, area. It's,
0: it's probably I wanna say like eighty five degrees in here. Yeah,
1: I wanna say like seventy eight percent humidity. It's very hot. Yeah. yeah. So only great only the greatest of <laughs> podcasting yeah studios not to mention there's also a, a horrid echo that i'm sure oh, yeah is gonna there's be, a, there's it's going to be in the it's going to wreak havoc on the editing absolutely but
0: it'll be fine i'm hoping maybe these the pop filters that i've got on the mics right now might <laughs> might do something but I'm, other yeah. than that i might just like i might put a d reverb from adobe premiere pro on it and just turn it up all the way to 90 jeez you know a lot more about editing than i do <laughs> <My> God, like... <laughs> no it's all good um, so I heard you mention earlier that you had a kind of an interesting idea for a new podcast oh, you were yeah, thinking yeah. of. Maybe we could, um, wh- what is it? <laughs> yeah. So,
1: um, me and one of my friends, I have a friend who goes to UArts in Philly, or rather they went to UArts in Philly. Uh, they're not going there anymore, but, um, they studied like audio design and like Foley art. Ooh. So me and them have been kicking ideas around for podcasts for a long time because we both want them to do one, but we don't want to do like, a, just do a podcast for the sake of doing a podcast. Yeah. So we're all like, we got to wait till we have a good idea before we right. try this. So here's the pitch. I okay. think I I'm think ready. This I'm is ready. A good idea, I'm ready for this. And I'm pretty excited for this. So <laughs> the idea is that it's a true crime podcast, Ooh. but all of it's made up. Okay. And it's <laughs> cause like we were talking about, we just got into this conversation about how like, the true crime genre has like very problematic issues with it yeah. where like
0: it's a lot of it is very like um anecdotal yeah sort of. it's
1: very sensationalized yeah. and like extreme like they trivialize it's things like, it was and like uh chad was
0: looking around the room <laughs> and then he saw the the knife laid in upon the ground,
1: yeah. covered in blood, and he exclaimed, like, "Yeah!" And it's like that's that's a, like a like a person was murdered. Yeah, <laughs> like it's you, like someone it's, actually died. Yeah. And, so the general idea is that we are making up these really over the top, like yeah. stupid crimes, yeah. up, Ooh, I like and that. then we're kind of like reporting on them as though we're like uncovering this yeah. story, and um. So far, we have a couple of different episode ideas. One of them is like... Okay, so like... So are you going to state
0: that these crimes are fake?
1: So we haven't really figured that out yet. I don't really know legally how that all works out. (laughs) My general understanding was... Okay, so okay, this is important. The title of the podcast is... You ready for this? I'm ready. Untrue Crime. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And And I think like... I really want to do, like, in the description of the episode, it says, like, this is fiction, nothing said, and this is actually real, any sources cited are not actually real, all that stuff. But, like, in the actual play, in the actual audio of the podcast, Mm -hmm. I don't want to acknowledge that at all. I don't know legally if that's okay. You might have to look into that. I might have to look into that. I think probably what it'll end up being is just, like, at the beginning, like, before we even do the intro, it'll probably just be, like disclaimer everything said in this podcast is completely mm-hmm. made up yeah so like yeah don't believe a single word you hear <laughs> yeah. no I, I really like that
0: that's you could definitely go a long way with that yeah especially like again don't know if this is like don't know if the legal like, if you're just yeah don't know <laughs> if it's legal if you started like using like actual people's names because like yeah if, it, if you just like made it like super sensational like it's like a celebrity
1: like Bruce Willis like grabbed a machine gun and <laughs> I don't I don't even know something like that well the the main idea we have right now is this is kind of like the idea that I made it really like oh I, I actually think that's really funny I want to yeah. do this mm-hmm. so you, are you familiar with cart narcs? no I'm not so cart is a YouTube channel slash like TikTok channel. Okay. Where it's this guy who's like a 35 year old man. Okay. And he just goes to parking lots and finds people who don't put their carts away. And he just. Bothers them. He just like (laughs) it's so good because he has like a so that's genius. It's no, it's amazing. You have to watch these videos because every video is exactly the same. It's from it's he's got a camera like a GoPro in his chest Mm -hmm. like a body camera, and he's that he's got these little like air traffic control like cones, (laughs) and he'll he'll see people like on the airport. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And he'll see people getting into his car, and he'll be like. Whoa, whoa, and he like flashes the little <laughs> thing to them, and he gives them a little signal, and the people always are in the car looking at him like, who the f- is this guy? Yeah, yeah. And he'll like gesture at the cart and be like, sir, you didn't put your cart away. And then inevitably, they always like roll down the window and are like, I don't have to do that. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, don't be a lazy bones about it. He loves yeah. calling people lazy bones. Don't and, be a lazy bones. And then the best part of the video, and this happens in every single video, is eventually the person just gets fed up with it and starts to leave and he goes okay yeah no you can leave and he takes out a magnet like a little like magnet that says like it's like a circle with a line through it with like a cart and it says like I'm a lazy bones on it or something and he'll just like toss it onto their car (laughs) and they get so mad every time they're like you can't touch my car. You can't. That's yeah. assault. I'm calling the police. And he's like, "Whoa, you you know, you could have saved a lot of time by just Moving putting your car, car away. <laughs> Dude,
0: this man is getting into like, he's
1: he's getting into danger. Yeah. Over a car. No, dude, I think he, I this. Don't quote me on this. I don't know if this is true. I think he might have like almost got shot once. Oh my like I think I don't know if he almost got shot or like someone pulled a gun on him. Like something like that happened at least once. And I also know that there is, I think it was Dr. Phil or like something like that. He went on one of those shows once. He went on
0: Dr. Phil? I think it was Dr. Phil. If it wasn't. This
1: man's a legend. (laughs) But the thing is, like, I don't know if it was Dr. Phil. It might have been Dr. Oz or something. Yeah. But whoever it was was like super against him. Yeah. And was super like, you're bothering these people. And these people are just trying to get on with their day. And he. Is like no, this is the hill that I will die on. Yeah. They have to put the carts away because that's what it's hey, for. He's
0: believing in what he believes, and yeah. I'm here for that. No, dude, it's great. That's and fantastic. My
1: favorite thing is like people will inevitably say to him like, "Oh, it, it, there are people who it's their job to put the cart away," and he uh, he's always like, "Well, there are people who clean the bathrooms. Do you all over the floor?" <laughs> Oh good. But getting back to the podcast idea, yes. The sort of pilot episode we had kicked around was, Okay, what if a guy, like some middle aged dad who's like, you know, has a really stressful life, yeah, this cardnarks thing happens to him oh, God. and he like goes home later that day and he's like telling his family at the dinner table, like, You wouldn't believe what happened to me today but then all of his kids and his wife are like, Honey, I think you really overreacted to that. Like you should have just put the card away. Yeah. And then the man, like, slowly over time goes crazy until he like kills his whole family oh my god and we're (laughs) thinking about like that's the first one that we cover that's like the first crime that we cover is like the carton family annihilator (laughs) (laughs) the family gestapo yeah exactly (laughs) um and then like my coffee maker broke and i had the idea of like all right what if a guy what about a guy who like snaps because his coffee maker broke yeah like kind of like like jared leto joker like there's that one thing (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. yeah and then like we are. Like everyone trying... has one bad day. Because, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, the thing that we were talking about is how, like, a lot of true crime outlets mm-hmm. will do that. They'll, yeah. they'll be like, "And this was the thing that made him insane." Yeah. And as so like, little did you know, it was the broomstick yeah. that he stepped on. <laughs> uh, and then, like, they, it. I I don't know if this is like universal across true crime, but mm-hmm. like, I see a lot on true crime of like. Oh, and then like he had a head injury when he was younger, just like every serial killer. Yeah. And it's like it's just not a good narrative uh-huh. to be pushing. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's like they dissected animals, just like every serial killer or yeah. something
1: like that yeah like they've got the whole like oh like I, I kids would, who wet their bed become serial killers yeah. and it's like i'm sure that makes kids who wet their bed feel a lot better about yeah. themselves yeah and their mental like that, health. Must, that must feel great towards them because i i've
0: seen a couple things like that
1: especially on like Have
0: you ever heard of the youtube channel the infographics show i've they, heard of it i don't really they know they do a lot like breakdowns on like famous serial, serial killers like uh, like ted bundy and um It's the only one I can think of right now, but uh, other serial killers, and it's like a lot of the ones. It was like they had a divorce; they had divorced parents. They had it was like they had a problem as a kid where they were really quiet,
1: and I was like, "That like doesn't mean that you're going to be a a mass murderer." Yeah, (laughs) like ah, yeah. So that's kind of one of the bigger conceits of the Mm -hmm. podcast idea is like satirizing that genre and specifically that genre's ability to like distill entire human experiences down to like he's insane and that's why he kills people yeah
0: yeah kind of just like making a joke of that
1: yeah i like that yeah that's a good idea i think
0: you should definitely go with that that'd be yeah that'd be fun i'm pretty excited about it and uh... i just i have one request for an episode yeah could you make me the guy that like murders his family have, okay. So we I give you full <laughs> legal permission. Hear this I now. Use your name? Hear this now. Okay. You have full legal permission to do whatever just don't make me a pedophile. Just do whatever you want with my name. <laughs>
1: I uh <laughs> You know what? You actually bring up a really good point. I think it might be really funny to like get people's permission to yeah. use their name as like yeah. the killer. And we're like, our featured killer this week Yeah, is, e- Gordon Gee. is Ethan. <laughs> Check out his podcast. Check out
0: his podcast. Our featured killer of the week. The killer <laughs> of the month.
1: <laughs> that's really, that's a good, I'm going to have to bring that to Sean. That'd be, that's a good idea. That'd be very funny. But yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Okay. So I, speaking of like different ideas for things. So mm. I had an idea for a video and I want to run it past you, because I don't know if this has been done already. Okay. Um, so, have you seen, you, you've obviously, you've seen the movie Taken, right? With Liam Neeson. I've actually never you seen it. Okay. I know, like. Because I haven't either. <laughs> I know um, the monologue. <laughs> I was going to say, do you know, like, the general gist of the movie? Yeah. Okay. So, it's, like, Taken, but with, like, Super Mario lore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Prince. like Bowser like kidnaps princess and then Mario. The only thing I the only thing I have right now is like Mario's on the phone. He's like, I have a specific set of skills. I can <laughs> throw it with a fireball. <laughs> I can uh, jump up and down on your head. And he starts listing all. The- I want to find you and I want to <laughs> jump on your head, <laughs> like something like that. I've got a specific set of power
1: ups I can use to my advantage. <laughs> I have a penguin. I can swat on my stomach. That's there's definitely something there's, there. There's there's potential there. I feel like. You could probably find on YouTube, like... I, just, I feel like someone's done it before. Somebody might have done, like... Here's what I'll say. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody has already done, like, that speech, yeah. but Mario's doing it. Yeah. If I, But I don't think anyone's done, like, the whole movie, yeah, yeah. but Mario's The whole it. entire hour <laughs> and a half long movie. That... You actually bring up something interesting, because, like, have you seen the trailers for the new Super Mario movie? Yes. It looks horrible, right? Really? Oh, I do not agree. I, I think I, it looks really good. Okay. Uh, let me, okay, let okay, me practice yeah, this yeah, okay. why, do you, why do you think it looks bad? I don't think it looks horrible. That was maybe a little over... Okay, <laughs> okay. The Chris Pratt voice is god-awful. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, everything else about it actually doesn't look too bad. I, I'm actually kind of excited to see the rest of it. But what I was going to say is mm-hmm. uh, there's a SNL skit that came out recently, which yeah. was Pedro Pascal... As Mario. Oh, really? And they did a whole, like, Mario, like, The Last of Us, but <laughs> in Mario. Oh, my God. And, like, Pedro Pascal is in, like, a cool kind of looking Mario costume. Uh-huh. Uh. And he's talking in, like, his normal, like, Mandalorian kind of voice. Yeah. But he's even doing, like, an Italian... Kind of like a little and, bit of yeah, a... Yeah, like a little, like bit, a little
0: of, bit of an accent.
1: But, like, that trailer looked a million times better than, than the actual Than the actual movie. Nintendo and one. And I think... If you're going to bring something goofy like Mario, yeah. into a more realistic medium, yeah, I think you need to make it a little bit scarier and like yeah. darker. Like the Taken idea, I think works for that genre. Yeah, because so, like yeah. you can't, it can't be like funny, because then that's just like yeah. it's just Mario.
0: Because it's got to yeah. be something like more unique. Okay, but back on the topic of. The Mario move. So why is it just the Chris Pratt voice that you don't like? It really mostly is the Chris Pratt voice. Because, like, like, in my
1: opinion, I think Jack Black as Bowser oh, is yeah. amazing. Like Just, like, the open the gates yeah, thing no. that he does is oh fantastic. That's great. And, no, I, like, no, I actually, I, I think it really is just the Chris Pratt voice. Mm-hmm. Because, like, it is so clear and obvious that yeah. some executive somewhere was just like, Chris Pratt's been in a lot of stuff. Let's yeah. get him on this.
0: Yeah. Um. Because it's, like, it's obviously Chris Pratt. Voicing Mario. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I can think of is that, like, to play like Devil's Advocate, the only thing I can think of is like, Mario's originally from like Brooklyn, so <laughs> we might have like a bit of a like a
1: Brooklyn kind of, but we haven't yeah. really heard much of that yet. I get no, I get that. I definitely, I feel like he's probably gonna lean more into Brooklyn than yeah, Italian than Italian. But um, somebody pitched to me. I'm blanking on his name right now. Yeah, Joe Pesci.
0: Oh yeah, from Home Alone. Yes. Yeah.
1: Also from uh, My Cousin Vinny. Been, that would have been great. He would've been so good as Mario. Yeah. Imagine Joe Pesci and Charlie Day Dude, being Mario that'd and Luigi. Be so that would have freaking, been amazing. That'd be so funny. We were robbed of that straight we up. Like yeah. and Joe Pesci it, like Joe Pesci could have totally had one of those like he hasn't had any good, like big popular movies in a couple years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They could have put him in this, it would have shot his career back up. Oh yeah. People would have loved him. People love like that kind of voice that he has yeah. now, and like ah, uh, like
0: hey, you come to, like that yeah. sort of
1: like like raspy Italian. Yeah, but I feel oh like he God. could like
0: he he would be good at like voice acting or something. Like I that. feel like he's great at voice acting, yeah. like because I think like other than like the whole Chris Pratt thing, which I'm kind of like I'm kind of eh, about. Like I feel like I mm. can get past it if I watch it. Yeah. Um, I I think the like the rest of the cast is pretty strong. Oh yeah, in my opinion, like. Keegan Michael Key is Toad. I was skeptical at first, but then when I heard it, I was like, that's really good. Yeah. Like, he did really, like, he's got it high pitched and everything. That, Keegan
1: has that ability, yeah. like, as an actor. I always see him and I'm always like, oh, cool, Keegan Peele. And then he starts acting and I'm like, that's not Keegan Michael like, Key oh, anymore. He's that's like, he's really yeah. good. <laughs> he's a good <laughs> can actor. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, and Jordan Peele makes great movies nowadays. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. Uh.
0: What was his most one that
1: Nope. Was that the nope, most one that just came out? Nope is one of my like favorite. It was like really good. It was thrillers. Really good. So good.
0: I okay. I like. I watched it and I was like, at first, I was like, okay, what is it? Where is this going? But then it like
1: got towards like the whole freaking
0: yeah. alien stuff,
1: and I was like, oh, okay. That was like I was gonna go see that movie no matter what because I all I love like UFO yeah, yeah. alien stuff. Yeah. yeah. And when that when they did the twist of like the alien the the UFO Ooh, spoilers is the, by the way <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay spoilers okay, okay. nope. Yeah, yeah continue but just when they do the twist that the UFO is the alien and like yeah. there actually is no UFO it's
0: just that it, thing. that that's what it is yeah. that's
1: the thing that's like I I I've never seen that in mm. any kind of science fiction it's like it is the ship yeah mm. that's like I love seeing this is like I feel like this is a really basic thing to ask for but. Yeah in movies and TV shows and stuff, I love seeing something that's never been done before. Right. You know? Like, like always, like, pushing um, the, like, the boundary
0: and, like, just doing new and more innovative stuff. Yeah. And that's honestly, like, that's
1: what I liked with Marvel for a while. Yeah. Until the most recent phase, which has been kind of, eh. I honestly think Marvel was doing that until, like, like the third Avengers movie, I think. Yeah. I think that's where they kind of stopped... Trying Although, new things, and then it
0: came back with Infinity War. In my opinion, yeah, kinda like, that one. Like, I, I, that's my one of my favorite Marvel movies. Mm. Just like the way that they told all of those different stories and were able to like tie it together at the yeah. end, and the fact that like you were rooting for the villain through the whole thing. I mean, kind of, maybe but a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just like I don't know, it was really good, but like, yeah, all right. And what are other movies that like pushed the boundary or like, like, like did something like super
1: innovative that you? seen recently so i don't know about movies but there's a tv show uh have you ever heard of the tv show future man yes i think yeah it's a hulu original that came out like a couple years ago i want to say it like animated no it's oh, okay. josh hutcherson is okay, the main well, character not, not heard of it. yeah so i recommend future man to everybody i meet okay. who likes sci-fi and specifically yeah. time travel <clears throat> And real quick, real quick synopsis of Future Man without any spoilers. Um, there, it basically like it's kind of like the Last Starfighter, okay. where this guy beats this video game that no one's ever beat before, and he's a total loser. The only thing he's good at is this video game. And then people from the future come to talk to him, and basically are like, "Hey, we sent that game out into the past to find like the perfect warrior who's gonna like save the future, oh. and it's you." Yeah. Um, and like the general kind of plot hook is that they don't realize. That in the past, video games aren't like hyper realistic training modules, mm-hmm. and that this guy isn't actually. It's like like Donkey Kong. <laughs> yeah. Stuff it's like, that. like <laughs> the thing he's good at is tapping on a keyboard and moving a joystick. Yeah. They're, they're not like, they're not using like VR, like mocap yeah. or anything. But uh, it's a f- amazing sci fi yeah. show, and it's like very consi- it's three seasons and then the story is done and they don't that's do any more nice. after that i like that yeah it's not it's every episode is like inextricable from the main plot yeah and they just do stuff with time travel that i've never seen any other movie or tv show do that's cool yeah and i'm like i don't even want to get into specifics because like i think you'll like the show and yeah, i think yeah, you should yeah. check okay, it out I'll, all right
0: i'll check it out and if i have you back when i when i have you back on again um we'll talk about it hell yeah that'll be absolutely fun. um when you said like guy doing video games and like old video games, that reminded me of this movie that I really liked. I really liked this movie. I think as I watched it, like I not as a kid, but I watched it when I was younger. Um, that like not a have you have you seen? Not a lot of other li- people liked it. Um, have you seen the 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 Adam Sandler movie Pixels before? I have not seen Pixels, dude. It's okay. Like, <laughs> it's not the best like it's an adam sandler movie yeah it's not like the best thing ever but like it's funny the cgi is pretty darn good it looked pretty good because it's like it's like pixels yeah and like the whole concept is just like fun it's just like they literally like they finish out the movie by literally playing a real life version of donkey kong (laughs) and that's pretty cool like the, the the aliens like they the aliens that come down to earth, they take the form of like video games because they came into contact with that satellite that we sent out that had all those video games. So they attack the earth as like, um, pixelated video game characters like centipede or
1: Pac-Man. The
0: Pac-Man one is so
1: good. That's a cool concept. I think like I, the, the idea that like the radio waves that we've all sent out are like still out in space, Uh you know, that's like, they do that. They touch on that in Futurama. Oh, that's you, know, cool. you remember that whole? Do you ever watch Futurama? I have not. Oh, you should watch Futurama. But like, there's a whole bit where there's an alien planet that's exactly a thousand light years away from Earth. Yeah. And when the the main character Fry, for those who don't know, Fry gets cryogenically frozen for a thousand years. He wakes up in the year three thousand. He gets frozen exactly on the night of like New Year's Eve, nineteen ninety nine. Oh dang! So he gets unfrozen twenty nine ninety nine on New yeah. Year's Eve, and like he lives in the year three thousand now. Okay. Um. But there's one episode where the plot is that these aliens that live a thousand light years away, a TV show that was airing on the night that Fry got frozen has only just made it to their planet. Oh. And they, they love this like old 90s kind of TV sitcom stuff. Wait, that's so,
0: wait, wait, that's sick.
1: And the show gets canceled. Yeah. So they come to Earth and they're like, what happened to our show? <laughs> yeah. And everyone on Earth is like, dude, that show hasn't been made for like a thousand years and the aliens are like, well, we're going to blow up your whole planet if you don't give us the final episode. So they all have to band together and, like, make the final episode of the Wait, show. I love that. It's a great that's so concept. Cool. It's amazing. Yeah. Just, the, like, the
0: fact that, like, aliens, like, I don't even know, like, are just, like, watching, like, re- not reruns, like, the first airing yeah. episodes of, like, I don't even know. Like, I love Lucy yeah, or exactly. something like yeah. that. Um, which is probably not physically possible that they are aliens, like, that close to us. Um, Maybe. Um uh, But still, that's, like, that's a that's a really cool concept yeah
1: and like the real world science of it you know kind of with like them being that far away and like that all makes sense i think the show that they're watching is called single female lawyer it's like (laughs) it's literally like just a parody of like single
0: female Lawyer. yeah Oh, yeah, wait, I love it's, that.
1: and it's, like, the, they're all, like, big, tough aliens, so you get, like, this cool throne room with this big warlord mm-hmm. alien, and he's just, like, watching, like, essentially I Love Lucy. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, no, if you, if you haven't watched Futurama, you should totally watch Futurama.
0: I will definitely check it out at some point, but yeah. yeah. So I'm really good friends with Frank's girlfriend Sam. I've gotten to know her in college, mm. and she told weird me, way to
1: phrase that, but okay, huh? Nothing. What, <laughs> Just, bro? <laughs> I'm really good friends with Frank's girlfriend. Ooh, <laughs> wink. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, dude. <laughs> no, I, 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 I was trying to find a way to transition into the fact that she
0: told me that you were doing a D and D session. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I tell her a lot about my D and D session. <laughs> okay, well that that's what I was. <laughs> We found an intro moment. <laughs> Make sure you
1: keep it just friends. Okay. All right.
0: <laughs> Bro, you, okay. Okay, talk about D&D. <laughs> yeah, so, I,
1: <laughs> so I've been running a campaign for my friends for close to three years now. I started it right at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, so D&D, they have like pre-made like adventure modules that you can do. Yeah. And there's one of them that's called The Ghosts of Saltmarsh. And it's, like, a nautical-themed adventure in this, like, sort of nautical town called Saltmarsh. Oh, cool. And I wanted to just kind of, like, have a DD and d game running for my friends because we couldn't do in-person D&D because of COVID. And I was like, oh, I have this book. I'll just run a little adventure. But it ended up – we had a lot of fun with it, and I ended up kind of branching off from what the module had written and just kind of turning it into my own Your thing. Your own little thing. That's cool. Yeah. And now it's, like, been running for, like, three years, and we've hit a point – that I've never hit in d and D campaign ever in my life, which is that every I think that any good D and D party has yeah. some like inter-party conflict. Uh-huh. Like you got to have like one good character and one evil character who yeah. butt heads a lot stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, but this is like an extreme where I have two of my players are a paladin and a cleric. Okay, highly religious. Yeah, highly like might makes right. Like. Right. Anybody who defies our god gets the sword. Yeah, like the blade. (laughs) Yeah, and then you have the other characters who are um, a rogue, a fighter, and a wizard. And they are more, like, morally ambiguous. But weirdly enough, they're morally ambiguous to the point where they're nicer than the other guy is. (laughs) Oh. And they had a falling out that was so bad... I had to homebrew a way for them to sue each other. <laughs> what? So we had... A you th- had a lawsuit in your <laughs> D&D campaign. It was literally... Because what happened was, <laughs> it's five adventurers, and they all pooled their money and bought a ship. Okay. And now they all hate each other. So now they're like, okay, we're going to split up. We're not working with each other anymore. Yeah. Who gets the ship?
0: Yeah. Um, so So do the adventurers hate each other, or do the... People oh no, the
1: players—we're all still friends. Okay, like, <laughs> we actually have had—you just <laughs> like that your characters hate each <laughs> <Yes>. other? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We actually like—we've had like long conversations about like, uh-huh. hey, just so you all know, <laughs> the relationships between our pl- our characters are not yeah. our relationships. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, basically, that we did this lawsuit where one of the players, the the rogue character, was suing the paladin. On the grounds that he is mentally unfit to be their captain. (laughs) And the main reasons they had for that was that the captain was a cannibal. Okay. (laughs) Because they had, like, defeated this really powerful paladin and a, a different paladin. Yeah. And the paladin player had this idea where he took that character's body. And like mixed it together with the blood of a dragon that they had killed, okay, and made that into like a slurry that he was drinking like to a, like gain their... like a 7-Eleven slushy, <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> know, to kind of like gain more power, yeah. And I was like slowly giving him like little power ups as he like oh, spent yeah, more yeah. days drinking it, um, and it was one of those things where like we as a table were all like, "Yo, that's really <laughs> weird like, <he's> doing <laughs> yeah. that." But like in the world, it's like, you know, it's a fantasy world. People are going to do like that right yeah we all know cannibalism is wrong in the yeah right cannibal, world, but, very, <laughs> but like this is mm, uh, i mean kind of medieval times yeah exactly like, that happened all the time yeah so basically um they have brought in like witnesses and stuff from like who were npcs that they had interacted with in the campaign before yeah and like asked them like would you say that in your <laughs> professional opinion they brought in witnesses no i'm serious like we we did a whole th- it was three sessions this long like a few good men <laughs> it, it, yeah it was it was like three sessions long and we had them like they would call a witness and there were rules about like who they could call as witnesses. Was, was there a jury? Yes, but the jury was all me. Okay, because um, I'm the DM. But actually, so the jury was God. Here's the thing: is that I really wanted to be unbiased okay. as a judge, as a jury, and as a DM. Yes. And the problem is that I'm not unbiased. Right. Is that I really, really like the Rogues character, and uh-huh. I really, really don't like the Paladins <laughs> character. Okay. So I was like, I need to make sure that I put roadblocks to make myself be biased in this situation. Yeah. So they did all the stuff. They did the whole trial. They brought all their charges up. And they brought all their evidence out. And then I was like, and then we broke for the session. And I was like, all right, so the jury is going to go to deliberate. And that's where we're ending the session today. And this I want to just let you guys know how I'm going to be ruling this. Because when we come back yeah. for the next session, the jury will have deliberated. It will have a verdict yes, on and we who will. has ownership of the ship. Yes. It was mostly, it will be a verdict on whether the captain is unfit to lead. And yes. if he is, then you guys get the ship type Custody battle over the ship. <laughs> yeah. But what I did was, so when you're playing d d And you make a character, there are like personality tables you can roll on. Right. If you want to like make a randomly generated character. Uh, Generally, I don't really know people who use them. They're kind of just if you want to make a character on the fly and don't really want to spend too much time thinking about their personality. But you basically get a bond, an ideal, and a flaw. And your bond are like, these are the type of people you generally associate with. Your ideal is like your moral core. Yeah. And then your flaw is like your flaw. It's like something that clouds your judgment. So I I created an Excel spreadsheet with twelve different jurors. Okay, <laughs> and I rolled on the table for each of them. Oh shoot! And I gave each of them a random bond flaw and ideal. Yeah, and then I organized them into like, okay, so this person has a flaw that says they're deeply religious. So this person is probably going to side with the with paladin. the paladin and the yeah. uh, cleric. Yeah. The, yeah. And you know, this person has a flaw that they really care about integrity, so they're going to side with like the, the r- people that like, aren't cannibals. Like the rogue and the wizard. Yeah. yeah. Um
0: so it's basically like you just rolled for what their moral codes were yeah. and just basically tried to figure out wh- who they would side with. Yeah. That's very cool it, for <laughs> a lawsuit in took, a D&D match. <laughs> it
1: it was hard to do and I don't recommend it for people who yeah. haven't been do because like the thing is like it wouldn't have worked if the campaign hadn't been going on for like three years oh I yeah because like if you immediately started out and you're just like boom lawsuit yeah because one of my big things is like I, at the beginning I was like so you guys can basically call anyone you want for witnesses because it's magic like yeah. the judge can teleport them there yeah but for like gameplay purposes I'm going to say you can only call people that have already been established yeah in the universe so that way you can't like pull a character out of your ass and yeah. be like, oh, this expert on... Uh, this
0: is Jake, the guy who was on the ship. Yeah. He <laughs> saw the dude eat the dude. Yeah, like, exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, they have to be like actually like named characters. Yeah, exactly. And then, so basically, the trial happened, and it actually squeaked out that the captain was found innocent. Oh. uh, Because, like, I was also, the jury, I had to be like, all right, well, the jury doesn't know this, so I can't take this into account and stuff like that. So the captain actually ended up winning. Dang. But uh, immediately, a huge fight broke out. Okay. (laughs) And the three sort of outlaw characters just went into a demiplane. Okay. Which, for those who don't know, is, like, Kind of just like a liminal space that you can do in like d magic. You just summon like a magic door, and then yeah. you go into it, and you're it's just kind of like, like like a like like the void sort yeah, of. Yeah, it's like um. I I can't really think of a good example. <laughs> like in the fiction. like the like the mirror dimension in Doctor Strange. Yeah, you know what that yeah. exactly. Pretty much that. Um. So then there was this whole standoff because the Paladin knew that they could only come out of the mirror dimension in the place that they went in. Yeah. Uh, So there was a whole standoff where they both stayed in that way for, like, a day straight. Oh, shoot. Until the paladin was able to find a way to teleport into their demiplane. Oh, man. Which he did, and he brought, like, a whole bunch of the crew of the ship with him, and none of them, like, knew that was happening, because you can't, like, see out of the demiplane when you're in the demiplane. So they just got massacred. Oh, man. um, And...
0: So, the rogue and all the wizard, yeah, they was, all died? They
1: actually, so specifically, what happened was the paladin had a magic sword that devours the souls of people who he kills. <laughs> oh my gosh. It. Yeah. Um, this was one of those big DM moments where, like, yeah. I had given him the sword a while ago. So, ha- seeing him pull it out when he yeah. was about to go kill, like, the other party members, I was like, I fucked up giving him that. (laughs) Yeah, you were like something. Oh God! You were like, oh shoot. (laughs) But it led to a really cool moment because the paladin kills off the fighter first. Yeah, uh, and then he goes and he kills off the rogue, and both of their souls are like taken into this sword. Now they don't even get to go to like the afterlife and anything. Oh shoot! And the wizard character was like, okay, well, I wasn't gonna do this, but you killed my other two friends, and with like the soul killing sword, so. His turn comes around, and he's like, hey, so my character is proficient with medicine, and he's also very smart. Um, I just want to take out my dagger and stab myself in the brainstem and just kill myself. Oh, my God. So I was (laughs) like, "Holy cow!" all right, roll me a medicine check. And he got good on it. So I was like, all right, yeah, no, you instantly just kill yourself. Died. And he said. Holy crap. He had like a really cool final line to the paladin that was just something like, it was just something like, you have no honor and you're a f***ing maniac, or like, something like that. <laughs> it was, I think it was like, you have no honor, you're a complete psychopath, and your God isn't real. And, oh then, my he God. and then he just stabbed himself, just stabbed in, the stabbed the neck. himself in the head. In the and neck. yeah. And I, and Holy
0: crap. That's a way to go. It was
1: nuts because basically he knew that. His character, his character came from a very wealthy family. Yeah. So his family had like a clone waiting for him at home in case he had ever died.
0: Oh shoot.
1: Um. So he's fine. So he and he knew, yeah, and he knew that if he his knew soul, that if
0: his soul was taken, he wouldn't get the clone.
1: Exactly. Holy so that, cow. So, so we ended the last session with he is now at home with his family. Yeah. And I have a thing set up as DM where I'm like, I don't want this player to just be immortal just because his family's rich. Right. So I have a thing planned where his family is going to tell him like. Hey, look, you know we we paid for your clone this one time, but like this is it? That's it. You're cut off You're now. Cut off you don't from get the, more the family money. Family. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so he's there. Paladin and cleric were only able to get out of the demiplane by teleporting to a completely different plane of existence. Mm-hmm. So they're in the elemental plane of water now. Okay. Um, and they're like seafaring clerics and paladins. Yeah. Like they they're all about the ocean and stuff. So right, they're in, right. like not a horrible. Yeah, spot. they're fine. And then my rogue and my fighter are now in the sword In the, in the sword, and I have to like figure out how I'm going to run that. <laughs> yeah,
0: because that's, you don't want them to just sit there. Yeah,
1: my, th- my thinking on it is like the sword specifically doesn't destroy their soul. It just eats it. Yes. It and doesn't like digest it. So what I'm kind of thinking is it's similar to like a sarlacc pit. Mm -hmm. where it digests them, but it takes time. It's slow. Yeah. And, like, if you break it open, it'll, like, they'll all get released. Yes. So, like, generally... And the sword is also, like... Not to get too much into the backstory of the world, but, like, the sword is man-made. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, a primordial yeah, piece of existence. it's not, existence. like, divine or anything. Yeah. So it can be broken. Yes. So my idea for it was always, if they had ever used the sword on something really powerful, right. there would be a chance of it breaking out. So now that these players are in here, it's like, okay, no, it makes sense that it's they might It's like, be able to it, get it'll out. be a higher chance. Yeah. But obviously, you don't want to make it too easy for them to get out, because then it feels like it they didn't earn it. wasn't worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. That's it's, cool. Yeah, so... That's how my campaign's going right now. <laughs> well, that's, that is, that is I was not expecting that when I asked you that question. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, also, something just important to note for just like visualization of all that, um, throughout this entire campaign, really early in the campaign, the wizard character had adopted a, um, an apprentice Okay. who was uh, just like this kid who lived in the town and made cables, and they nicknamed him Cable. And oh, he, that's I, cool. Yeah. And he was like a, a silly little NPC I made once because they wanted to like find somebody who can make cables. Yeah. And I misheard them and I showed them like a really old guy who makes ropes. Yeah. And they, I was like, yeah, so there, here's his shop and here's what he looks like and here's his name, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, oh, no, you, you misheard us. We wanted cables. And I was like, well, I don't want to throw away all this little world building I did. So I uh-huh. had the old guy just be like, oh, you guys want cables. Let me go get my, my ungrateful nephew. <laughs> <laughs> and, like he's the kid who's good at cables but so my wizard adopted that kid as an apprentice Mm -hmm. and he's been going along with them this whole time and he just like watched all that happen oh dang like then that's
0: that's messed up like that kid's gonna go through something
1: yeah um yeah i don't i don't know exactly how i'm gonna run that i think he might he might have some kind of an arc that happens with him but uh I don't want to talk too much about the plans I have with him in case any of one of my friends listens to this. That's a good idea. But uh, yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. yeah. But by, by next time well, I'm on the show, maybe I'll have some more for you. Oh yeah, yeah. No,
0: I wish you. We'll we'll definitely be waiting for updates on that because that is that is a heck of a cliffhanger right there. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we've been going for about like 40 minutes, so oh, nice. I think I might just like cut it off here. Yeah, I'm also so. like sweating myself out of yeah, existence, I, um, so it's hot in it's here. very hot in here so i think we might just cut it off but yeah frank thank you for coming on we'll yeah, definitely we'll, we will definitely do this again because Absolutely. i want to hear updates on um on on on, on the the D quest yeah. and i also want to have
1: your your apartment oh <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah we gotta have a group session that would be a lot of fun we got a lot of a mom stories yeah definitely we all four of us that's me sam Haley, and nate my two roommates yeah uh
0: I will say the most I've had on this show, I had eight people on one episode. Jeez. That was chaotic. Well, at least I know you have enough mics for it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that'll, that'll be, I'll be good. So, yeah. Nice. Thank you very much for coming on, Frank. Yeah, good having uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. And we'll see you all later. Bye.